He's Scotty Kipper. Welcome to the show. This week's guest, he has been busy during COVID-19, and now he is uh, back, and he's been performing, he's been writing, and you might know him from such songs as I Hope God Likes Beer and Good Time On. Yeah, we're uh, upping the wattage this week. I like what you did there. <laughs> Rob Watts, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thank you so much for uh, for having me. We were excited to talk to you because, uh, you know, you are uh, really one to watch right now. You've kind of been uh, all over the place, especially, I mean, since things have started to open up. You've been um, getting busy, you know, going uh, to different live shows. I saw that you were south not too, too long ago. And uh, tell us what you've been up to. Well, I mean, really, like... I've always been a, a pretty optimistic guy, so I, I took this time with COVID and, and tried to make it uh, so that I could set myself up for a, a big return. And now that everything's sort of getting back to normal, uh, well, the new normal, hashtag new normal, um, <laughs> it, it's been really interesting, but I'm I'm trying to find different ways that I can stay involved and, and still, you know, uh, I, I guess really play, obviously, in bars. That's I, I miss playing every night. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm right now working with a, a brand new venue that's opened up. I'm booking all their entertainment as well as uh, where their house bands. So, you know, with their new method of, of providing live music, I'm, I'm kind of working my way into that and finding out how to, how to play for people that, you know, need a screen in between you and them. It's kind of weird, but um but no, I, I'm. I, I mean, I've I've been pretty good uh, trying to catch up to. Obviously, not playing for so long. You, it's it's almost like when you don't work out after a while. I'm I'm convinced that I like lost all my memory on how to sing songs again and play guitar because I, I swear uh, the first gig or two were just. It was like horrendous <laughs> trying to remember what chords I'm trying to play. Yeah. How does my own original song go again? Like... Totally. I, I played a gig. My first gig back, I was like, holy cow, I'm vocally flabby. <laughs> yeah, really? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I need to get back on the vocal treadmill. Just get get back into the groove. So how has COVID been for you? Because uh, we've spoken to so many musicians who have taken the time of self-isolation and not being able to play. Uh, they've taken the time to just either write or, you know, find their groove on their own. What have you been doing? Okay. Well, so, I mean, I've been doing a bit of that, obviously. Um, I actually, I, I feel like I've been more productive with my writing during COVID than really ever before. Uh, admittedly, I'm, I'm a little bit behind on, on writing songs right now. Like I, I try to set myself some goals and, and stuff like that, but I mean, I have always been kind of slack on myself for writing originals and then sort of waited for the inspiration to come to me. But with COVID, I mean, it it really puts things into perspective. So it provided me a little bit of um, a change in perspective to, to sort of, write about the things that made you happy before mm-hmm. and uh and and also some things that are making you sad now like i i think that covid in itself is a gigantic ball of frustrating frustration um, <laughs> well said sir if, if i can describe it as as a poet should um yeah um so i i think that it in itself is like you know uh, a form of inspiration to 
sort of write about. So I've actually been really fortunate enough to, you know, really crack down and write some cool tunes. I've written some corny stuff, some funny stuff, some uh, energetic stuff and some sad stuff too. But uh, it's it honestly, like, again, going back to me being optimistic and glass half full kind of guy, I think that there's a lot of pros to come out of this entire pandemic. Um, for example, just getting my life organized and doing things that, I've been putting off for, you know, even multiple years, um, whether it's setting up a business or, or really cracking down on what we want to improve on or where we want to be, you know, creating five-year plans and, and stuff like that. Um, which I mean, obviously (laughs) COVID also taught me kind of doesn't even make sense to create a five-year plan because Mm. you never know what's going to happen. Um, I was like knee deep in the first year of my five-year plan, and then this happened and now it's a seven year plan. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've done a lot of things. Like I moved out of, uh, my last house and I'm currently in the process of moving into my new house, which I'm building a studio in and, uh, doing a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of stuff. I bought a boat. I've been spending more time on the lake, you know, and that, that was something that I grew up doing at, at my family cottage, going out on the boat, uh, right in Aurelia, Lake Kuchiching, like big chief Island. And, uh, I would only ever get one or two days a week at most that I could squeeze out for a couple hours. But this summer I've been out four or five days a week, mm-hmm. weather permitting. So I honestly, that's been really, really nice for me. I have, we've heard that from a lot of um, artists and musicians because typically, you know, the summer is the touring season mm-hmm. where you're super busy. And now a lot of uh, uh, people have been able to spend more time doing the things that not just the things that they love because, of course, playing is one of those things. But, you know, uh, relaxing and being with friends. However, I do appreciate the fact that you have been taking the opportunity to uh, take the band on the water to play for other boaters. I've I've seen that this summer. Yeah. And, and you know what? That Honestly, that's it's been such a cool thing for me too because the the band and i are very close we do tour together we play together way too often but it you know we're, we're great friends but i never get the opportunity to actually bring the band out on the boat and uh this year we were kind of brainstorming ways to get creative and and still stay you know practiced on our end and even try out some new tunes some new originals so we decided to actually throw a a little concert out uh on the water at Big Chief, and it, it was it was an amazing experience to be able to play for the people that you know I, I've I've spent the last thirty years going out on the boat to that island and and uh, you know meeting people and seeing people. So there's a lot of familiar faces, friendly faces out there that uh, we got to play for, and and it actually has been such a positive experience. But uh, yeah, like those are the cool experiences, and and the band for one. You know, a few of my guys have never even been on a boat. They were extremely excited to do that. So it, it worked out really well, and it was good, good uh, team-building exercise for us, too. Have you done much writing on the boat? Um, yeah, actually, you know what? That's the, I, I'm really glad you just asked that because I've always told everybody that inquires about like how I write songs that uh, I I love living by experiences and obviously experiences create that inspiration to write songs so um, this summer I decided to do more of what makes me really truly happy which is being on the boat and writing music so I I had you know several weekends and uh, even just weekdays this year where I would just you know escape up to the cottage it's only a half hour drive up the highway with my guitar and I'd 
drop the boat in the lake and, and do some writing. And it, it, it's pretty cool because there's no pressure. You're just in the middle of the water. You get to write about whatever you want, even if it's, you know, garbage and you throw it out. It, it's still a great day. And so yeah. are you writing by yourself then, Rob, or are you writing with other people? I write a lot by myself. Um, I, I find that, I don't know whether it's the entertainer in me or, or whatever, but I easily get distracted and I feel like I need to, you know, perform and accommodate when I'm in front of anybody. So it's, it's for me, like if I really want to sit down and crack something out, um, I've had a, a lot of good luck with just sitting down and writing on my own, but, uh, co-writing is definitely something that I, uh, need to exercise a little bit more. And, uh, and, and it's one of my, well, it was one of my 2020 resolutions, if you will. Uh, I was, I, I had a whole bunch of plans, uh, to head down to Nashville with, my manager and a bunch of friends and, and do some co-writing, uh, which I got some done in the early in early months of uh, 2020, like January, February. I was going down every couple of weeks and doing some writing, but uh, I had a lot more planned. And <laughs> it's unfortunate that that got uh, canceled, but, you know, I'm just pushing it a year. That's all. Let's talk about production for a sec, Rob. You mentioned you're building a studio in your basement. Uh, what is that going to be like for you? Are you going to be doing most of your own production or are you cutting in Nashville? What's uh, what's your general MO with production? Okay, so with production, uh, I was using a guy by the name of Pete Swan out of Aurora who is like a, a two-day turnaround kind of guy. Amazing work because you can send him a simple acoustic the demo and he'll turn around the next day and say okay here's your entire track now all you need to do is come in and sing that was that was a, a very cool process but it was quick and uh and you know he recorded all the instruments on his own so i like to be a little more hands-on so then i went out uh to waterloo sean moore who plays drums for jason blaine and he's a he's a friend of pretty much everyone in the industry at this point sean's one of my um, best friends yeah See, there you go. He, I, I think he's an amazing guy, and he's really got a great ear to the ground for what's popular. And he's uh, he's allowed me complete creative control. You know, if I say, oh, I really don't want to take it in that direction, I kind of want to go with this, he's totally willing to work with me. So uh, we've got three that we've cranked out. Um, I actually just filmed a music video for the, the one that's scheduled for the first release. I filmed the music video on Sunday. Um but uh yeah so we've got a couple songs coming out from him um i also see i i don't ever want to say that i'm going to produce my own songs because i don't want to pretend like i'm capable of doing something that i'm not you know sure. <laughs> these guys spend their lives mm -hmm. you know downloading the the right sounds and and they spend their lives practicing their craft uh i don't ever want to be the person who tries to you know make my own music sound the way that these guys can in a fraction of the time and uh and i like their you know i, I like when there's other ideas in the pot that we can pull from and, and sort of bounce off that's kind of as close to co-writing as i get right there it's co-producing i guess right but um so yeah with this studio i don't really intend on uh producing my own single singles it's more so uh a creative space that i can pull the band together sit them down and say okay what direction do we want to go what are we doing right what are we doing wrong how can we improve on our live shows because i i'm i'm hugely driven off the live show i think if you can't throw a show that just absolutely blows people away then you're probably you know not in the right business um and so that that's more of what it is a, a creative space where we can rehearse and and write and brainstorm more so than anything 
Well, we saw you at uh, Boots and Hearts back in 2018, yeah. and you are definitely a uh, dynamic entertainer for sure. High energy show. And when you are on a, a big stage like Boots and Hearts, or if you are performing in a more intimate environment, what things feed you from both venues? Well, okay. So, and, and here's the funny thing with me you could put me in front of an audience. Uh, well, I, I opened for Sticks years ago in Lewiston, New York, in front of 14,000 people. And it was the most pumped I've ever been to play a show in my life. So, and, and I felt right at home. I felt so ready to, you know, perform. And I was all over the place. And, and it was awesome. Like, that was, that was what I thrive on. Now, when I'm playing to a bar of like four or five people, which, you know, sometimes does happen. Mm-hmm. Well, especially earlier on in my career, right? <laughs> playing a few little dives that only had a few people in them. I I feel like because there's less of a percentage of people that are going to like you, it's a little more nerve-wracking when there's less people in there. Right. You know, if, if I can get 10 people out of 5,000 to like me, it's a lot easier than getting two out of three to like me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, I'm uh, sort of the opposite. When I play, I played a show in, in Dawson Creek, B.C., which was way, way north. And okay. it's a it's a very blue collar town. And I walked in, and I thought, oh crap, I'm dead. Like it's this is not going to go well. <laughs> and there were probably like I don't know 25 people in the bar for the duration of of the show. And I look at that in a different way. I look at that and I go, okay, how can I win over all of these guys? Well, you can't. But you can though. If, how? If you. Oh, yeah, I I agree with Scotty. I think you can you can win over an entire crowd. Like. Yes, it's impossible to be everything to all people, but if your show is dynamic enough and you have, you know, the slow songs, the lovey songs, the happy songs, the energetic songs, the drinking songs, and then you also create comedy in that too. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think that you are catering to a little bit of everybody there. Has anyone ever given you any advice for when you do play to big crowds? I mean, I'm sure that, you know, there are some nerves, even for you, Scotty, too. I mean, no matter how long you play you know you're there's still a little bit of uncertainty but rob has anybody ever given you a piece of advice that's really stuck with you before you went to play that's a that's a great question um picture everyone in their underwear maybe that's a that's a classic picture everyone but me in their underwear (laughs) see that's the hard part because if you if you just remember everyone in their underwear chances are you're going to get distracted and either like too much or not like too much what you're going to see. That's you know? the most honest answer ever. Right? Yeah. So I can't honestly think of any advice that anyone's given me other than simple things like go kill it or, you know, break a leg and then you trip on stage and then it takes an all too all serious toll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've not really seeked out a whole bunch of advice because I've always just loved performing so much that I, I don't think I've ever been afraid of it to the point where I've need like wanted to ask somebody for advice. Um, I've had I've had uh, somewhat of a performance coach sort of help us with choreography, if you will. 
uh, in terms of, you know, when you're singing, you're up on the mic and you're in your power stance. And then when you're not singing and someone takes a solo, you back away from the mic, that person steps up and it's now their stage, like a little bit of that, which is, has sort of helped, I guess, with the fundamentals of performing and shining the spotlight on the right person at the right time. But, uh, other than that, I mean, I've, I've always just gone out and literally wanted to rock every stage that I play and, uh, and try to own it as much as I can. So I've, I've always, uh, just gone ahead and done it. One of the things that we like to ask people when they come on the show is, have you had an embarrassing moment on stage? Holy moly. Yes. <laughs> what, would yeah. t- what would take the cake in We've that department? Some great story. So I'm really excited to hear Ooh. yours. Okay. So I, I got, I got two. my, probably my, second most embarrassing moment was uh we played a private party for this huge group of very very wealthy people in winona ontario it down by niagara region and uh it was an outdoor thing in a big farmer's field they had a beautiful tent set up for us and everything but you know we'd like to get a little crazy don't matter where we're playing but uh i'm i'm sure if you've ever seen tommy and i perform together you you can understand that tommy being the lead guitarist he's kind of wild the kid's crazy. Anyway, so at the uh, it, it had rained the night before, so the I guess the field was a little bit slick, but they had these wicked old um, driftwood stumps all over the property. And uh, right at the last song, I ran up and I jumped onto the dr- the driftwood stump, which was probably like two and a half feet from the ground. And then for the last like bang, I jumped off of it. But when I jumped off of it, my boots just slipped right in the mud and I went right down like on my back and my whole like I was wearing black jeans and a, and a plaid <laughs> shirt. I think I was drenched in mud. It was like I fell into a mud pile like it was it was that was fun. And then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, do it again. Like, <laughs> I was I was wheezing so hard from laughing that I couldn't even answer. But uh, my most embarrassing moment ever is that I actually have a pair of jeans that they were like my lucky jeans. Um, I had worn them for my first ever live performance on a stage uh, when I was like in a punk rock band back in high school. Um, and believe it or not, I still fit into them up until like three years ago. Um, Screw you. <laughs> No, yeah, that that was hockey. That's all it was. And then now I'm like, eh, nah, I'm gonna embrace the embrace the snacks. Um, <laughs> so so right now, like I, I was up on stage. Uh, I decided to put those those lucky jeans on because this is a show that meant something to me, and uh, it was on a New Year's Eve. And we were playing a song and I decided to take a little lunge toward, you know, a few people in the front row with my guitar as I was playing, like get down nice and low so that, you know, I was at least a little more toward, you know, head level with them. (laughs) And as I lunged, I like my lucky jeans just ate it. They just, (laughs) they became lucky parachute pants. Okay. So it was I'm going to echo that. I I had a similar experience. I was playing with Misty Lee Olsen. I don't remember Misty, but she she had a gig playing with the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton. And I get there, and it's this big, fancy luncheon, and it's a silent auction, and they're doing this big charity event. And so I get up there, and I'm on the phone at at this moment. I was working a PR campaign at the time, so I was on the phone with a Canadian press guy, and it was this, like, super intense conversation and I took my guitar on stage and I'm having this conversation and I put my guitar down and I bend over rip right from belt to butthole 
right? From scene to scene, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, why, why then, too, right? Right, yeah. It's not like I had to play for a bunch of NHL stars or anything, so that was cool. Which, which brings me to the question, why do men's jeans not have stretch? Right. Well, all the ones I buy now do. Okay, good. <laughs> good. That's the Live moral it. of my damn story is that Live all it, the learn ones it. I do. Yes. Yeah. So thank God the Oilers had uh, a, a extra large signed jersey for this uh, this auction they were doing. Uh, no way. Yeah, the host was like, here, put this on because I had no other option <laughs> at that point. So I was walking around with this, uh, with this jersey on. And then, uh, of course, the time came that I had to give the jersey back. I mean, yeah, it was air. You know that whole like embarrassed hand behind your butt walk that you do, and like you're kind of at that point. You know like, what? It was just let's just let's just let this thing fly. Whatever. You know. <laughs> okay, so Rob, um, you've had singles go to radio, uh, good time on, and I hope God likes beer. And what is uh, next in the uh, in the repertoire for you? Well, what's, uh, what's really cool is, uh, again, like another glass half full thing about this COVID is it, it's taught a lot of people how to get creative with technology. And my band has spent a lot of time behind the scenes lately uh, learning how to record our own sort of stuff so we can do live off the floor stuff. And uh, we actually have Tommy producing a single that we'll be releasing next month. Um, and uh, it's called Deeper in Love. We've had this song written for so long. We've played it at so many live shows and we just get it requested like more and more frequently it seems and every time we do it because tommy's got his crazy angus young solo in it like people love it so we've decided to just go ahead and do it ourselves and we're gonna let Tom, like the actual band are gonna play on the record and uh and it's we're, we're kind of doing like a, a self self-recorded project here but i think it's going to be really really cool and it'll be unique because it came out of this time mm-hmm. and uh and and brought us sort of closer together with that and then after that uh that'll be like the 2020 release and then i've got those three songs sort of set for the next uh year and a half uh two of them are radio singles one will be like a b-side um But the one radio single that we just filmed the music video for this past weekend, uh, I'm really, really excited about that because it's been, you know, a long time coming, but it explains our lives perfectly and and the way that I choose to live. And, uh, you know, it's called These Are Our Years and it's it's an awesome song. And, you know, after watching all the uh, clips from the music video the other day, I cannot wait to get this out there. Uh, And then, of course, we'll do like a supportive tour. you know, so with a, a radio tour, that is. And uh, we'll probably play a few stops uh, on the way out. Um, we'll, we'll head out west and see what we can strum up. But we want to do it properly. We want to set up the right campaign behind it and, and market it properly so that it's not just a whimsical kind of thing. Where, uh, where is like, you know, good time on and hope God likes beer. We're sort of pilot projects for the time when we really sink our teeth and, and effort into the real projects, which are all yet to come, right? Going and growing. That's how it is, right? That's exactly it. Right on, Rob. We've got a segment on the show called Turn Us On, and this is where we get you to turn us on to something that you've recently discovered that you can't I live without. I was glad without. you said recently discovered, because... <laughs> 
I was like, if you want me to turn you on right now, I'll try, but I don't know how this is going to go. Whether you're reading a book, you've discovered a new artist, uh, a new song or an album, a movie or a show that you've been watching, even if you tried a new recipe, turn us on to something that you've just recently discovered that we absolutely need to know about. Ooh, okay. Well, I, I have so many. You can pick uh, two or three okay, or five. Okay, in the food category, we're going with a... <laughs> I'll take food for going... 300, Alex. <laughs> exactly, right? So uh, there's a zucchini ravioli. Hello. And uh, so you actually take this zucchini and you take like a potato peeler and you peel slices of the zucchini and then you take your uh, ricotta and your homemade sauce if you have homemade sauce if not the canned stuff will work but it ain't as good uh and then you 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 put it right in the middle you uh lay strip down like a cross and then you put the ricotta and the tomato sauce on the inside and then you fold them over each other to make little squares or pockets and then uh you sprinkle you know more well put more sauce and then sprinkle some parmesan over top and oven bake it and it is unreal you wouldn't even know it's not like noodles. That sounds so, so my, good. So my waistline has thanked me, and you probably will as well after you try it. Is this because, is uh, your fiancé Italian? She is so Italian. Okay, so this <laughs> is... I thank is, God it, every day. It, does, she, does she approve of this, or is this something that is sacrilege because it's not an actual noodle? She's the one who actually suggested that we even try it. She's mm. the one who makes it. Nice. Shout yeah, out to Monique. So, Sweet. Okay, so food one, and you said you've got something else? Yeah. Uh, friends of mine, the Red Hill Valleys, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're probably very well aware of who they are. Love those just guys. Just because of, oh, just amazing talent. Uh, they're, you know, four-part harmonies and everything just blow me away. Um, they're the best-dressed band in country music, bar none. <laughs> at, hands down. You know? At least... Yeah, at least in Canada, if not the world. Um, and I, I think that they genuinely have something so unique and so rootsy. Uh, they're like a clash between Fleetwood Mac and, I don't know, Diamond Rio or something like that. Like, they're so, so good. They've got such awesome tunes and, and uh, great style, as Scotty mentioned. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really proud of them for how far they've come. But uh, they just keep cranking out unbelievable music. So I'm, I'm huge fans of them. And I think that uh, more people should know who they are. Agreed. Wicked. Okay, so we've got one more, uh, one more little segment for you before we let you go. And it's called Five Questions. So we're going to ask you oh, five God. questions. And you've just got to don't think too hard on it. But... Um, here we go. So what is a state? <laughs> the answer is always boobies. <laughs> yes. And the podcast takes a nosedive. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, what is a stage that you would love to play? Calgary Stampede. Ooh. Great answer. Okay. What about a song you wish you wrote? Hmm. Oh, shoot. That's a good one. Let's go with Rumor by Lee Bryce. Okay. I love that song. All right. Okay, Scotty? Who is a dream collaborator of yours? You can record a duet with anybody, living or dead. Hmm. Do, do, do. God, these are really, yeah, these are, these are great <laughs> questions. Uh, I would say a dream collaborator would probably be Keith Urban, just uh, based yeah. on the fact that I've always had major inspiration from mm -hmm. him, and I think musically he's a genius, so anything he touches is uh, amazing. If you could pick one career 
that's not music, what would it be? Dream career. God, these are these are tough. I genuinely have no idea. That's how important music is to him. Yeah, he can't think of doing anything else. That, and and yeah, I mean, if if we're looking to spin this in a positive light, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not just because I, I'm missing a few screws. It's because music <laughs> means so so much to me that I genuinely can't think of doing anything else. Here's an life. easier yeah. question for you: salt and vinegar or barbecue? Salt and vinegar. Nice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I actually pounded a small bag of those last night. I wasn't allowed the large bags, so, you know, got the small bag, and I did not regret it. What's your favorite road food? It's got to be the teen burger from A&W. Ah. See, I'm more of a mama burger myself, just because, dare I say, I'm not a huge fan of bacon. What? Yeah, see, I mean... I don't I don't think we can be friends anymore, but that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. this was a good run. Hey, Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. That was uh, super fun. And uh, we wish you all the best and looking forward to hearing what you've got coming out in the future. Thank you guys so much for having me. And thank you guys for also shedding light on the, uh, the artists that need it the most. It's what we do. Okay, we'll that's talk awesome. soon, bud. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. Such a good guy to talk to. Glad that good things are happening for him and that he's been busy and excited to hear what is next for him. Yeah, I love his uh, his glasses half full mentality. It's it's great. Social media, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at the show on the go. And don't forget, the show is dressed in unison blue for the entirety of season three. And if you would like to make a donation to the Unison Benevolent Fund, which supports the Canadian music industry in times of crisis, which we are in, you know, with the whole global pandemic and everything. You can uh, do that simply by opening up your text message app on your phone. Text Unison to 45678 and follow the prompts from there. He's Scotty Kipper. She's Amy Ouse. Welcome to the show!